So Money Episode 573, Danielle Laporte, author of the new book, White Hot Truth. You're listening to So Money with award-winning money guru, Farnoosh Torabi. Each day, get a 30-minute dose of financial inspiration from the world's top business minds, authors, influencers, and from Farnoosh herself. Looking for ways to save on gas or double your double coupons? Sorry, you're in the wrong place. Seeking profound ways to live a richer, happier life? Welcome to So Money. You're listening to So Money, everyone. Welcome back. I'm your host, Farnoosh Tarabi. Happy May. May 15th, the day after Mother's Day. Hope you all had a good Mother's Day. And in some circles, today's guest is the mother of spirituality. You might know her very well. She's been on the show before and her episode was an absolute hit. So I'm really excited to have back on So Money, Danielle Laporte. She has a brand new book out called White Hot Truth, Clarity for Keeping It Real on Your Spiritual Path from One Seeker to Another. Because I mean, between all of the juice cleanses and yoga classes and meditation apps. I mean, it's like, where do I begin and where do I end? And she believes that as a society, we have really gone overboard. As a society, we encourage self-help, but we're all suffering from a self-help burnout, Danielle says. And so on the show, we're going to talk about how to be your own guru so you can actually save some money and not invest in all these other resources It's actually a realization that she had herself. She takes us through her own trials and tribulations. As a self-help guru, she's also reached out for self-help and what's worked, what hasn't. And the money list that she does on a regular basis to help her stay aligned with her purpose. Here's Danielle Laporte. Danielle Laporte, welcome back to So Money. You know, you were one of my very first guests, one of the most popular episodes ever recorded. I'm so humbled, so grateful to have you back on the show. Welcome. Thank you. I love knowing that. That's like such a <laughs> such a boost. <laughs> That's a great note to start on. And lots has happened since the two years we've last connected. You have a new book out called White Hot Truth, and we're going to dive into it in just a moment. And really the premise is that our society is self-help obsessed and amen to that because if I see one more motivational image on Instagram mm-hmm. or I hear about one more new cleanse diet, etc., or why I should be taking transcendental meditation, my head might explode. And many of us are burned out. So what happened? How did we get so lost? Is it just that it's such a great money-making industry and people can't help themselves mm-hmm. to keep introducing all this new stuff to us? Or we're really we're kind of on the treadmill to nowhere when it comes to self-discovery. Mm. I think the answer is both. I, I don't think we're on the treadmill to nowhere. I think that this is part of evolution. I think everything is progress. This is part of waking up. There's lots of beautiful things happening. I think we've always been lost. This is part of the human predicament and the mortal coil, whether, you know, we were just, um, going to small churches in rural communities and handing our power over to the minister at that time, we've, I, we give our power away. That is what we do. And it's part of being human, but more importantly, and this is what I want to throw a light on giving our power away and all of the self-help tactics and the spiritual seeking is part of waking up. It's part of resting our power back. So everything that's in the self-help, personal development, 
wellness movement is all good and well. We just need to be choosing it very consciously. Um, and it's not about duty. It's got to be about conscious choices. This isn't about getting better. It's about doing things because we really feel empowered. It's about doing it from a place of joy. It's about choice. So conscious choice is the key. What is your recommendation for those of us who do feel overwhelmed? We have too many choices. How do we know what is the right path in terms of, you know, is this the right, for example, Mm -hmm. meditation class to take? Or should Mm -hmm. I is this the right guru for me? Mm-hmm. When do we know when we have enough of these resources also mm-hmm. orbiting our life? Mm-hmm. Well, I think first you need to tap into the burnout, that self-help fatigue of trying. Not only are we trying to get better, we're actually trying to get better at getting better. We're trying to hack, life hack our spirituality. This is ridiculous. This is a ridiculous notion, right? Um, so you need to just like drop into how it's going. My primary question is, is everything that you're doing to feel free and to be well, actually making you feel more free and making you feel more well? And if the answer is no, then like, let's just stop. So, you know, how it worked for me personally was, uh, with, with what I consider to be like the cornerstones of good living of whole living meditation and eating clean and some kind of movement. For me, it's yoga. I left all of those things at different points in my life for different reasons. And I came back to them. I actually have like this prodigal relationship to everything. I declared I was no longer going to meditate because meditate meditation was just one more thing that was literally, literally on my to-do list. It was written in my day planner and it was stressing me out. And I like pretty sure that being more stressed is not the point of meditation. And so I just declared like, I'm a hiatus. And it was a real declaration. It wasn't like when you don't go to the gym and then a month has passed and then you haven't been working out. It was just like, I full stop with that. I was a vegetarian for like 12 years. I decided I was going to eat meat again because it was all quote unquote energy. And like, you know, I needed the chickens for the protein. Um, and I've decided just like, just, not move my body and just see what happened. And I've come back to all of those things. And the difference is now I've looked more deeply at my relationship with all of those practices. And I now do things out of a place of joy. Like for me, my contemplative time in the morning, that's bliss. That's not a have to or a to do. I'm full enough and mature enough, like, you know, on my own spiritual path. I'm no longer trying to impress God. I am not trying to get points with any cosmic counsel. I, I know I'm loved. I, I have my own back. Um, I have lots of love that I've generated in my life. I don't need to be I don't need to be esoterically impressive, but I'm now grown up enough that not only do I know that these things are good for me and help me be more loving and more prosperous and hot and all of it, um, but these are sources of joy for me. I want to get on the yoga mat. Mm -hmm. I want to know how my body feels. I want to be with my thoughts. I want to take time to send light and healing to people in my life and, 
and people on the planet who I've never met. So if you can't imagine your day without it and your alarm on your phone isn't begging you to get back to that yoga mat, it's probably what you should be doing. Yeah. It's about a pull. It's about a pull towards it instead of a push. Last time you were on the show, we talked a lot about money, which I was happy to hear. You love talking about money. That's always refreshing to hear. Let's apply this to our financial lives. I mean, right now you said earlier, it's, we've, we've, you feel like we, we need this spiritual advice now more than ever. And financially, a lot of us are still reeling from the recession or in, in other ways, the economy has not been so good to us in the last 12 months. And looking ahead, there's a lot of uncertainty. How can, how can your teachings, how can arriving at the white hot mm-hmm. truth create more financial harmony in your life? And maybe you can draw from your own life as an example. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, look, I mean, you know, as anybody, as well as anybody does, financial uncertainty is always part of the current reality. It's that, that never changes. It's like, it's just how aware of it are we going to be? And of course, sometimes are rockier than others, but it's, we, we, we never live in certain times and to want to live in security and certainty is actually insanity. It's just not how life works. It's not the natural order of things. So having a spiritual practice, however you define that, whether you're reading scripture every morning with your cup of tea, or you have a spiritual counselor, or you're getting on the yoga mat on a real, real, on a, on a regular basis. These are all the things that help you root into your own sense of stability, um, your own capacity to be fluid, to accept things as they come, and your strength, your clarity to choose the way you're going to feel about things and actually be creative. And, you know, so it's not so much about, you know, from, from that place of real empowerment, underscore on real empowerment, you know, you're able to look at the economy and not say the economy is doing something to me. It's about how you are engaging with the economy. It's how you're looking at the economy of your life. So all that stuff to put it in the most simple terms generates a kind of peace that helps you be both proactive and creative and receptive without resentment to what's happening in the world. Got to do it. I mean, it's do it. all mindfulness at the end of the day. Yeah. And yeah. it's also giving back. You talk about how, in your book, you write that it's so important to use your money to help the world and your own suffering. Tithing has gone out of fashion. You want to bring it back in mode. Mm-hmm. Um, where mm-hmm. do you start? How do you know how to align yourself with those those organizations, those movements that you want to be supportive of? Well, first of all, I think, you know, and this is the whole premise of White Hot Truth is looking at our obsession with self-help and the self-criticism criticism that's underneath that. And when you get underneath that and you can get into a more self-respectful, self-loving place, when you're more connected to your own heart, you are going to feel more connected to other people. So what I'm really saying is, look, I want you to generate more self-respect. And I want you to be in that place where self-love is really part of your your life and your reality and who you are. And then I really want you to get off your ass and go be of service to the world because we we're connected. And for some of us, 
you know, some of us need that kind of that call to action from outside sources. Whereas like someone like me on Instagram says, get off your ass and be of service. We're all going, you know, if the ship goes down, we all go down together. We're all suffering on some level. And then some of us have a more internal um, compass. We're just like, I'm in pain. I love who I am. I've got things to offer. I want to give. Um, but I'm definitely unapologetically on my soapbox saying, listen, we're hungrier for the light and for direction and contribution more so than we ever have been. Let's, let's look at the news we can believe to be true and examine the evidence. The planet is suffering and the humans on it are suffering. And if you are not having, um, if, if, if you don't have a triple lot, a triple bottom line business, if philanthropy and charity is not part of your work in the world, professionally or personally, then actually you're part of the problem. It's not just, there is no neutral place anymore. We actually do have to pick sides of whether we're going to be helpful or whether we're just going to suck and uh, suck on the system and, and be a burden to it. So yeah, clearly I'm pretty passionate about um, people getting engaged. Well, that's sort of, I see that as good news where some of us feel we don't have enough to give financially to other causes. We're struggling in our own lives, but how you live your life is an act of charity as well, right? So I think that's what I hear you're saying, yes. right? Did you just clap? Yeah, did you just? <laughs> I think I did, yeah. That's a beautiful way to put it. Yeah, how you live your life is an act of charity. And there's there's ways to give up and there's ways to show up that aren't financially related. And, and you know, I am I'm fine with calling out my fellow self-help bloggers and motivational speakers to say, look, you know, and even I can extend that further to say, even those of us who are consciously engaged in what we would call socially responsible business. And, you know, we have one for one models and, um, you know, we're doing really caring things. We have a positive message. I think there's a lot of us who could take it a step further and actually write some checks. It's not enough to just talk about positive thinking online and have that be your only contribution. You can tithe 5% of your income. You can have people, you know, we're just putting something up on my website where when you click out at checkout, when you buy one of my books or whatever it is that you're purchasing, you're going to have one of three options or three if you want, where you can donate to a charity when you check out. That's easy to do. That cost me a few hundred bucks to get my developer to put the code up to do that. So money needs to happen. We need to back up our positivity with cash. And when cash isn't an option, you know, think of all the times that you just say, say to somebody online or in person in an email, I'm sending you love. You're in my prayers. I'm sending you light. I'm, I'm, I'm praying for the best possible outcome. I just want to ask people <laughs> if you're really actively doing that or if that is lip service. And I want you to pray and I want you to send light. So this needs to be part of our daily practice that we sit and we hold people in our hearts. Just like four minutes will do. Four minutes of just picturing the best scenario for people or working with light or praying to whomever you pray to and just really actually intentionally doing that. 
And, you know, and there's lots of lovely esoteric small things you can do every day. You know, you can go instead of just going for a walk around the block or, you know, to recapitulate your day and think about your business or instead of getting on the yoga mat and de-stressing, you can dedicate all of your thoughts and your movements and your energy in those times to seeing things differently for the planet, to seeing, you know, eco cleanup, to seeing political harmony. And lots of us say we believe in energy and that those things matter and we really need to practice it. And I can see only more of that happening this year and over the next four years. I don't have to tell listeners why, but I guess one of the more beautiful things that's happened since January, or I guess since last November here in the United States, is that there has been a, a surge in giving back and being active and speaking up in organizing. Yeah. So it is, you're right, this, this, is a, this book couldn't have come out, I think, at a better time. And the white hot truth, we, my assistant and I were, we love the title, but we want to know from you, how did you come up with that title? Mm -hmm. The center of a flame is actually not blue. Lots of us refer to the term, but you know, the, the, the blue of the flame, it's actually white. And at the, at the point where fire has that white center is where it is its hottest, its purest, and its most powerful. And that's where alchemy happens. It's that white hot flame is what can melt metal. It's really what changes things. And this is a reference to getting to your core perceptions, your pure truth. And when you're there, you become magical. You really create things. You dedicate this book to your female friends who you can you say uh, and i'm i'm re paraphrasing here but basically have mm -hmm. saved you lots of money in or uh, in therapy bills <laughs> mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. which begs the question mm -hmm. relationships can be really valuable and finding those people in your life that you can lean on that you can have a really beautiful give and take with that's priceless and that can actually be part of your you know, your own financial journey, so to speak, is if your hope mm -hmm. is to kind of live a very financially sound life, it starts with surrounding yourself with the right people, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the people in your life are, they're like your vitamins, right? <laughs> they're, they're nourishing your life or in many cases they're, they're taking from it. They're draining. And my, my wellness is directly, directly related to my relationships with my girlfriends. Um, yeah, they are my, they're my advisory board, spiritual, psychological, and financial. Um, the clarity and sanity and support we give each other helps each other. We, we all prosper in every possible way because of our support of each other. Yeah. Just, yeah, I would be just nuts, nuts and broke <laughs> without my girlfriends. Yeah. Let's answer the question, right. the ultimate question really, which is that how do you find your inner guru? What's the, what's the map, the plan? 
Yeah, well, uh, one of my favorite philosophers, Krishnamurti, says that truth is actually a pathless land. You really, there is no map. You have to get there your own way. Um, how do you become your own guru? You bleed, you sweat, you go bankrupt, uh, you suffer, <laughs> and you rise. This is real life. There is, I'm, there's, there isn't a sugary journey. There is, um, there's hard work and there's devotion, which always, in my experience, leads to incredible joy, um, really limitless love, uh, a lot of creativity, which in my case, in my, the profession I've chosen, the vocation I've carved out, my creativity leads to great prosperity, uh, ecstasy. <laughs> intimacy, bliss. I mean, all these things are the results of devotion and devotion requires practice, uh, meaning um, like dedication. I mean, it's, you know, I'm saying the same thing. Dedication is devotion, but what are you devoted to? Where's the, where's the meaning behind your money? Um, I'm a huge fan of creating something called what I call my purpose for money list and really putting into perspective why I'm going after what I'm going after. And that is part of being my own guru. I direct my creative course. I want, I want to work in meaningful ways. I want to earn all of my money and lots of it. I, I want an abundant life. I want to, want to earn all of that in integrity. And then I want to do meaningful things with my money. I mean, I'm really, you know, part of what I've been talking about a lot on stage these days is, you know, because I talk a lot to entrepreneurs, um, specifically to a lot of female entrepreneurs. And I, I'm really saying, like, don't wait to give. You know, you mentioned about tithing earlier on. It's like, you know, what's happening is this phenomenon where everybody's waiting to make their first million dollars. <laughs> and um, that takes time. First of all, do you need a million bucks? You might not need a million dollars to live the life you want to live. Do you need more than a million bucks? Maybe you need more than that to really pull it off. And um, it takes time to do that. And we have to leave space for things to grow organically for success and failures along the way. So are you going to wait four years for you to be actively philanthropic? No, give while you're broke. You won't, you still won't miss it and then work it in, work it into your plan. So, um, yeah, that's a, a sort of a circular way of saying guru, you know, that kind of clarity comes with devotion that's all about meaning. When you have that meaning, I think you get much smarter about your money. It sounds like you just have to start living your life as opposed to waiting for the permission to live your life. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> that's you're it. waiting for all these doors that's to open mind. because you've been doing the cleanses, you've been meditating, you've been, you know, uh, doing all the, the quote unquote right stuff. And you've been waiting for this access into your own life. Well, just start living it. 
You know, and then you, like you said, you got to start making mistakes, fail, bankruptcy, which you've been through and you talked about so candidly the first time you were on the show. Danielle, thank you so much. I'm so happy that, you know, what, what really resonated with me is that this isn't like 10 steps to becoming your own guru kind of book, that mm-hmm. you're very honest about the process. You're very honest about your own journey. And it's a beautiful book. It's called White Hot Truth and it comes out tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. So please, please uh, visit DanielleLaporte.com. And thank you so much, Danielle. It was great to have you back. Mm, Thank you. Blessings. Thanks so much to Danielle Laporte. The book again is called White Hot Truth. It hits bookshelves tomorrow. You can learn more about Danielle at DanielleLaporte.com and on Twitter at Danielle Laporte. Thanks so much for tuning in, everyone. And I hope your day is so money. 